This is Speaking of Sports, a weekly podcast where we give you our take on sports' biggest stories and news. I'm your host, Ray Scipione, along with Coach Al Harris, Chad the Whiz Kid Grimley, and the Godfather, Chuck Grimley. Speaking of Sports is sponsored by Grimley Financial and produced by WildfirePodcast.com. Yeah, baby, the boys are back. I'm your host, Ray Scipione. That's Coach Al, the whiz kid, Chad, and the big daddy, Chuck Grimley. We're here at Grimley Financial. Does, uh, does big mean fat? Is that oh, how you it means it? you're big in every You're big in every <laughs> way. I, I always wanted to grow up and someone say, hey, nice, nice job, big guy. That's I was like, right. Hey, big guy means fat. Big, heavy, <laughs> large you know man. What I, you know what I did like when one of my aunts called me uh, <clears throat> stocky? Yeah, <laughs> I kinda, stocky. I kind of preferred Pleasantly that. plump? Yeah, well, yes. that would be a different story. When right? you go to the zoo, do elephants throw you peanuts? <laughs> yeah. No, <right>. I'm <laughs> Guys, guys, let's get into this. What, what How? Whoa, 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 did you work whoa, whoa, whoa. on that all week yes, long? Yes, I did. That's a Rodney. That's a you, Rodney hey, joke. Ray's coming in hot today. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, hot Al, Mike. You didn't know Ray had a funny side, huh? Hot Mike. Guys, how Let's do go. you listen? How do you feel about the quote unquote greatest lineup in Philly's history? How do you how do you feel about that? I'll bat lead off. Uh, no pun intended. Since we're talking about Schwarber, I thought it was a joke from the beginning. We knew better. Um, number one, the guy can't bat lead off, and it's killing the rest of the lineup. You got JT's hot. Some other players are doing okay. And his career numbers against uh, batting leadoff or and or against lefties is or is horrific. Um, he's killing us so far. How does Girardi not switch him out until he you know gets started, finds himself, whatever? Uh, you just continue to put him up there and watch him go zero for five, zero for four. Uh, he strikes out thirty percent of the time, and his career numbers don't support batting leadoff at all. Uh, it's it's a joke. Well, I, let, I'll add this. Let, let, ahead, let me hit this right go ahead. here. Hit it, and then I got something for you. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Schwarber at bats per strikeout for his career is three point one. Three point one at bats per every strikeout is twenty second worst all time in baseball That's history. All time, all time. Babe Ruth included. Oh yeah, like that all time. Oh yeah, all oh, time. Oh my god, the guy strikes out an absurd amount. Now and he's if, our leadoff. Hitter. If you break the games out against elite lefties late, I know that's kind of stretching things a little bit. You're looking at numbers like 081. So if you're bringing in a really good lefty late, an elite guy, he's like has no chance. Disappears. I mean, look, just just look at this. Schwarber's played 671 games and he struck out 728 times. It's more than one strikeout a game. How about Jimmy Rollins, the classic Phillies leadoff hitter of my generation? He averaged .55 strikeouts per game. Wow. Segura right now averages .58 strikeouts per game. Mm. Why is Kyle Schwarber the leadoff hitter on this team? When we compared uh, Schwarber to the other notorious strikeout, it was Kingman, Schmidt, Bull, Reggie Jackson, so on and so forth. We put 10 strikeout uh, players up against him, and he was way worse than all of those Cumulative. Wow, worse than Kingman. Yeah, worse True. than Kingman. Which I didn't think when I went to Kingman, I thought that's not really Absolutely. fair. Don't go to Kingman. Right. You know, who, who could be worse and, than Kingman? And I'll just end it right here with Schwarber. For a guy, you look, you look at a guy like Segura who has a very similar on base percentage. He's not striking out nowhere near as much. He's at least putting the ball in play. Well, real quick, before, uh, uh, oh, before we geez. go to, I was going to go to Coach Al, but real quick, Schwarber, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take Al got shut out. Al got shut out. <laughs> shut out. But bro. I'm going to help you, Al, because I'm taking my overtime right now. Uh, you're going to okay. use it here. I'm, yes, I am. We got better topics. Oh, I don't care. I get uh, to, real quick, Raven. Raven I before I shoot it, before I shoot it to Coach Al, for those of you uh, at home, at home, Schwarber's uh, currently batting 094. Okay, on base is 194. How about that? Slugging is a robust 219. Not his weight. Okay, 30 percent of the time he does what? Coach Al strikes out, and I'm going to you for the rest. Well, my only choice would be Segura as a leadoff man. Yeah, you don't have a lot of options. You don't have a lot. You of don't. Options. That's a, you have very few options. But Segura would definitely be one. And and the way Schwarber's hitting, 
he's like a sixth or seventh hitter with this lineup, I would think, until you supposedly he gets hot if, you know, in a couple and, months and, from now. And Al, let, let me grab your opinion on this. Schorber's career, 242 versus righties, 211 versus lefties. Now look at Segura. You want a leadoff hitter who can hit both? Segura lifetime is 286 versus righties and 284 versus lefties. It, How about that? I rest my case. This is a good use of overtime. Give us, if platoon, Chad, what it would look like with Schwerber and uh, Bohm. So Give look, us that. So here, here's the research that we're finding here. If we're, we're setting this lineup today, it's, it, there's one move we have to do. We know that Schwerber and Bohm are terrible defensively. Or look what Bohm just did last week when he had three errors in three innings. Bohm is really good against lefties. Schwerber is really good against righties. So, Bohm should DH against lefties, where he has a 298 career average and 850 OPS, and Schwarber against righties, where he has a 242 average and an 880 OPS. That's it. That avoids their wow. weaknesses being player. on the field, and that gives you two elite, elite and, power guys and there coach, against their you're specific. You're locked in all year. You got that. I know. Each player gets their at bats. That's right. Uh, but here's why it won't happen why? because. Schwarber comes into town with elite status. Oh, he's and elite, And you don't yes. platoon elite-level players, just like you won't take hard down in the fourth quarter because he's elite. <laughs> he what, let elite. me ask you something. Yeah. What's elite about Harden? Is that where we're going to go yeah. next? Are we, are we done it here? It is a joke. That elite rhymes that. with defeat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Boy, that's Chad, a stretch. Don't you have a doink? That's a stretch. Yeah. Anyways, as we're taping... Uh, the Sixers do play tonight, their first game in the first round of the playoffs. Guys, Matisse Thibel cannot play in Toronto because he received his first vaccination but not his second, uh, making him a non-vaccinated player according to the mandate. Uh, what do we feel about that? Wiz. This is disappointing. I mean, come on. This, let, let's get this done. We need him on the court, and he's not here now. Um, to get one and not the second, I, I don't really understand the logic here. Uh, it's, I'm stumped, and now the Sixers are really hurt and come playoff time. Yeah. Very selfish on his part. Absolutely. And my part B question uh, is, now that the season is done, is Embiid your MVP? He's my MVP, but I don't think he's going to get it. And really? I'll, yeah, I'll tell you one reason. How about this? Markel Fultz went on a stadio, st station down in Orlando and said he thinks himself Embiid should be, but people are associating Embiid with the process, and people right. hated the yeah. process, You're and right. that's always going to be against Embiid. So. I wonder how many times the scoring leader – did not win the MVP. Yeah, but if you spread the numbers once again, I don't vote for the guy. I don't vote for anybody. I can't pronounce her last name. How do you pronounce that? J O K I Jokic. 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 Yep. I, you know, so, I can't. I can't pronounce that even when I try. So, but if you do spread his numbers, uh, Ray, they are better across the board. Remember, not, we're not just looking at points per game. You right. can't do that no more so than you can look in baseball at well, he led in doubles or just average. You know. The hitters are batting less and less average-wise, batting average, <clears throat> and the emphasis is obviously on OPS, right? That's how you measure. Actually, it's OPS plus, right? So uh, I think I say right too much. So you, 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 if you spread the numbers, they support the other guy, not Embiid. I, I, will, I will add to that real quick Go ahead. with Jokic because yep. I love Embiid. I love his energy. Obviously, he seems like a good Philly guy. Yes, Jokic racked up, and I found this online here, 200 more minutes yeah. than the second-place finisher, which looks like it's going to be Embiid, right. while eclipsing 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a single season for, I believe, the first time in NBA history. And a much higher plus-minus. That's like the equivalent of war in baseball, plus-minus. Wow. Great. I'll tell you what, the show is just so far, we're on hot. fire. We should switch people. to Saturday mornings. Yeah, we're Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Harden's recent play and playoff expectation, guys. Talk about a hot take. Yeah. Will he step up when it matters most? I believe he's under the most pressure he's ever had in his career. And it, otherwise, it, it's going to go down as a horrible, horrible trade if he can't perform. And to get back to you a minute ago, when Harden was the MVP of the league, he averaged 30 points a game. Yes. The year after that, he averaged 34 points a game and was not the league MVP. So 
Yeah. There you go. So much for scoring leaders, right? Yeah, listen, I was all over the radio when the Sixers uh, made the deal, and all I did was talk about the numbers. They started to depreciate as a net uh, significantly, and uh, he, he was like 400th and something in defense. They they looked at the scoring, they looked at the assist, and it looked like you know it was terrific. But he was on he's on the court 38, 39, 40 minutes a game. Uh, he actually has the an average of the least amount of points scored per minutes played. Most players don't play almost 40 minutes a game, which really dilutes his his 21. Right. He, we, we know that a lot of his sister are empty. We know rebounds are completely empty. Even Pete agrees with that. I should say Pete agrees with that. Not even. Um, but he plays no defense. He's a turnover machine, and he can't, he can't hit the three anymore. They're giving him the step-back three. So when he starts shooting 17%, 27% in the fourth quarter, do you want him on the court in the fourth quarter if you're playing to win? And but, it gets worse each year in the playoffs. Well, so. you're exactly right with the three, and I think they're playing a, like a half a step off him more. They because, are. And, and if he was a threat for the three and they're closer, then he can get that step to come around the pick from Embiid a lot easier. But they're let, giving him some room now because he sh- until his shooting starts to pick up, that's the way the defense is going to play him. This so, time next year when Drummond, Curry, and Simmons yes. are all extremely productive. Tearing it up, yep. With Irving and Durant, this is going to be the worst trade the Sixers have ever made, no doubt about and it. And two number ones. Two number A ones. A trade they probably had to make, though. I mean, Simmons was – he's not going to play. Well, you never have to make let, a let terrible trade. Let me ask you this. Trade. How far do the Sixers have to go – this year to make the trade uh, worthwhile? Well, I think the biggest thing with two or three prospective trades with people we'd like to have, they all wanted Matsy. Yes. This is the only team they could trade with that keeping Matsy. Man, time's going quick today. It is. We're Wait, flying. Chad, did you reset I'm behind, the, I'm behind Chad, the switchboard today. <laughs> yeah, did yes. you, we're moving on. Chad, did you move to like two minutes instead of two and a half? He's he's Chad the producer today. The producer. Oh, not the whiz We're kid. doing two and a half minutes? <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing. <laughs> he thinks we're stupid. We're all not number one from St. Joe's, Chad. That's right. Yeah, we're not dumbasses, right. Chad. We're not dumbasses. What do we got, Ray? Well, we're going to review the Phillies uh, first week. After a full week of baseball, guys, would anyone have guessed that your fighting Phillies would be in last place in the division and currently on a four-game losing skid? All teams go through slumps. You don't come out of the season and uh, into a slump like this. You know, I, I, I believe it starts at the top. I've already voiced my comments on that. You got to get that guy out of the leadoff position because the guys in back from like JT, even Harper at times, have been getting hits. So when you don't have that guy on, and the guy the other night was JT was four for four, mm-hmm. how much did you weigh? So if he gets on twice and JT's four for four, you do the math. That's first and third, nobody out, stuff like that. Now Harper is a totally different batter, is he not, right? Sure. So he's batting a situation where nobody's on first and third. Okay, they got to pitch more to him. That increases, you know, his production. The the leadoff batter is the catalyst to an offense and run production. And you're just destroying the team. And if he stays with them today against that tough lefty that the Marlins are throwing, I'll be shocked. So I'm on record at 10 o'clock Saturday morning saying you will not see Schwarber batting leadoff tonight. Let's see what you're already Really? Does. Yeah, I'm saying that well, right there's now. There's a prediction. Yep. There's, there's a, a bold prediction. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's so bold the way he's batting against lefties. I think. Yeah, but knowing Girardi, it's bold. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. Because when they asked him last night about that, he goes, well, I don't know if I'm going to make all those changes. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll make some. How can you sit a guy who just had four hits a day before, and it was a night-night game. It wasn't night-day game the next day. And – Ray Milto averaged 130 to 140 games before he came to the Phillies now. He's 30, 31 years old. I think it's too early in the year to do moves like that. Here's a question. Here's a question. Do you think Girardi is stuck in New York? Yeah. Ooh, Let Chad. me put that's, this that's lefty great, at the top ad. of my lineup Whoa. for my super short right field in New York. Meanwhile, my lefty strikes out every at-bat. New York, 
New York. Hey, think about hey, that. Right. Get, hey, Ray, can you give us a little New York, New York? But I, 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 gotta... I'm, I'm, my voice is a little like you, scratchy, scratchy today. today. <laughs> yeah, nice about transition about time. Johnny, Back. New York, New York. See, That's see, it. you are a man of so many talents, some I, that we I, don't I, know about. Thank you. Thank you, you can very find little. him on Apple Music, yes. Spotify. Yeah. He's yeah, up he there. He sells dolls. Wherever you. And uh, what people don't know, Ray the Meat Man. Right? I, yeah. Ray the Meat Man. <laughs> I do sell meat. <laughs> Guys, while we're talking about the Phillies, will Reese Hoskins ever learn how to field the ball? Al's all over this. I've talked to Chuck many times when we ran teams together and so forth. Hoskins, nicest guy in the world. But with throws on the outfield side of first base, he does not switch his feet, and he goes across, and that limits two to three feet how far he can stretch. And you would have thought somewhere in the minor leagues, it's not like he's a converted shortstop or right, somewhere, right. that he would have been taught this somewhere with the basic type things. And it just blows my mind when I see him do it all the time. Well, now, that's, what a gr- did, that's a great question for Boa. But what did nicest guy in the world have to do with it, Ray? Now, I'm just saying – it shouldn't be tough. It's to hard get, to hate him, Chuck. It, no, it shouldn't be tough to get through to him. Right. He's not a hard head right. type of guy. I'm only kidding. Watch those headsets. But listen, there's, there's okay. the headsets are creeping. <laughs> but I have so much coming, input, they're sliding all over. That's right. But coming coming from a team that had a guy, <laughs> Ryan Howard, that used to catch uh, with two hands, Chuck, at first yeah. base. Yeah. Oh, and, speaking, and, and couldn't throw to second base. Speaking of two hands, so... Yes. What JT does all the time is take a throw uh, from the right side with, with his meat hand on the glove as if he's been taught two hands on the ball to protect it against the hard slide, you know, sure. spikes. And he slows uh, his swing, his tag, to the runners, you know, f- instead of coming down top of the plate, right. he a lot of times tags high. But when he's not doing that, he's slow to the tag. Okay. So I, I have a videos. Obviously, the audience can't see the videos, but just pretend you can. Of these one-handed, because you have to sell out as a catcher. If you're taking a throw from right field, right. and remember the rules now, you can't block the plate. Unless and, the ball is and, on the way. And what most catchers do, and once again, Pete and I have worn this subject out, is they overcompensate the major league catchers. They're up too far if you – Pay attention to it. Oh, always. And now, if you're up too far, you're giving the runner too much advantage to expose to the plate. And now you're going to swing. No, nah, that can't be. It is. Uh, overtime. Overtime. So, I studied the catchers uh, in baseball last year and, and so far this year. And I've got ample video to show everybody with one-handed swing, sweep, right. tags. Absolutely. Quicker. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You coach. You played of, college. Of course. Coach. You have to do it, Dwayne. I, I coach baseball, softball. We had catchers that were able to make the catch and sweep tag. Quick, real quick. I, I Almost would, like a first base pickoff. Real quick absolutely. snap to the bag. I would think. Look how slow JT is with two hands on the tag. And, and if you watched that play last week, and granted, I don't think if you asked JT, he would answer he meant to do this, but. When that runner was sliding away uh, into home and he did that little, like, reach-back tag there with his front hand, I believe, JT was reaching all the way out across to the middle of his body rather than his hand, which was going for the plate. Now, I would assume JT just made that error. I would hope so. But that's another reason why he why that runner was safe on that play. And we're, we're, we're in a time where you can't, God, you can't con- have contact with anybody. You think that the one-handed sweep tag would be something that yeah. they're doing from, God, high school, well, college, and to, the pros. To my point, they are, but not JT. And when you think about what Bud, what's the most important tally in baseball is a run, uh, especially when run production again this year is down to 4.22 runs per team, it's, it's going to end up the lowest in baseball history. So anything you can do to prevent a run, the catcher has to do right. And JT's allowing, you know, needless runs often with his two-hand tag, and he's out too far like he doesn't want any contact whatsoever, you know? we got to trade him. Boone was unbelievable. At, well, of course, he had the advantage of getting that shin guard down and, and partially blocking the plate or blocking the plate. Sure. But he was unbelievable at one-handed 
glove work as a catcher, not to mention 63% runners thrown out a couple years back-to-back, which is why Boone is 17th, I think we said this last week. Yes, we did. 17th all-time D-War all-players, not catchers, all-players in Major League Baseball that, that's history. That's amazing. Is that a stat? That's and a if stat. Boone, if Boone didn't come through an era when Johnny Bench was there, he'd have been – Got the awards as the best catcher just about every year, but Johnny Bench was but, in you a know, class by himself. At, at yeah. least down, I can remember Boone. And Bench was more. I remember why, Boone. Why, but Bench was more why a hitter too. Did we not think Boone was? You know, they talk about the eye test, right? Diddy loves to say, "Oh, the eye test." It, it, yeah. Well, would we? Uh, we were. I guess we were blind, or we weren't looking. I mean, how do we miss Boone being so good? Because he wasn't hitting thirty home runs right, a year. Right, right. So that the back then, I mean, that was. And yeah. you had and four was, or five more names on that team that were a lot more familiar to the normal fan. God, yeah. I think Lazinski was even more popular than well, not popular, but more uh, recognized. I should say. And, and you know, the other thing Boone did pictured uh, is he did that short hop with the glove, that short hop, and he was unbelievable. And the throws bounced. Did you ever see the size of the glove that Boone used? Like today, everything's so compact. Even the catcher's catcher's mitts are tiny, and uh, it, it looks funny to see Boone. It looks like he has a giant just leather everywhere on on his old. Well, that triggers mitt. A, that triggers a question I've got for you. As somebody who played high level uh, baseball, did you ever grab a glove and say, "I'll go warm up the pitcher"? You're like, "No, thank you. I want no parts of that." No, I, w- I wouldn't do that. No, no, no me either. Uh, I don't even I like to worry about my softball pitches. No, too <laughs> too much, uh, too much things could go wrong there for me, Chuck. I yeah. used to do that when I was like seventeen, if I wasn't in uh, during the game, and it was awful. Yeah, yeah, it's you want to warm any of those guys up? Yeah. You don't do it. Yeah, I, 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 please, that's a topic for another another day. day another they topic. just get destroyed. Uh, uh, speaking of getting destroyed, right yep. on cue. How utterly embarrassing are your, because they're not mine, Philadelphia Flyers. Before we kick in here, well, is, it, is there a possibility, what are the Vegas odds, that this is the only time in the history, not just this year, because we yes. didn't do it last year, yes. that we'll ever have a hockey topic? Ever, because they, they are just Okay, awful. so one and done, let's bury it. Coach Al? Well, you lost Couturier, your best player, beginning of the year, every hopes you had. Then you lost a kid named Ellis they got in a five-year deal. You're not making excuses. Come on now. I'm just telling you the the, the talent they had, the little bit they had. Come on, Al. You're making excuses. You're making excuses. They haven't won in 50 years, Al. I'm talking about this year's What's Couturio and and Hayward, whatever. How's your boy Hextall look now, Al? How have they done with the (laughs) stop? Are you serious? Where's Clarkey and Barber (laughs) and other boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Do you believe he did that? I have He's throwing bunch of guys that are injured. The hound. Where's the hound? <laughs> and Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? Al's been, awesome. He's been holding out on us, you know? Right. Very, yeah. Very nice. Even Bernie <laughs> makes more savers than God and Here all that the stuff, you know. <laughs> By the way, I like your shirt, Al. Wa- uh, Wofford College. We, there goes they were the in headset. our conference. Uh, the, Wofford, the, two or three years ago, won the NCAAs. Al, were you, uh, are you officially walking that nonsense back that you just offered a second ago? That injury report on the Flyers. Would you walk it back? Is it official? Give me five. Thank you. They stink. They do. The organization lacks culture. And I picked them to win the next championship, so what if I'm A lot of people (laughs) did because we we heard there were two or three players away from another, you know. Well, I think they're just going to. The organization is a disgrace to Philadelphia, and they're strong words. Yes. And uh, I use them judiciously. Uh, They are a disgrace to to Philadelphia. Judiciously? Judiciously. Yeah, Yeah, it means, uh, you know, I don't think about that before I said it. But no, and every year they have, you know. Uh, New Hope, uh, we're going to get bigger, faster. Ring the bell, you know? Chad. Yeah, let's of the get rid of the Flyers. Flyers. Come on, moving that's on. It. They're the that's right. They're the moving only guy. On. They're the only team that gets one minute of our one minute, three minutes of time here. God, that was get awful. out, get them out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get a car to the bond. Get them out. Um, the Texas right. Ranger guys lost an appeal. Uh, and the game Tuesday night when Mitch Garver slid hard into the Rockies' Brendan Rodgers, who made an errant throw advancing the tying run. Good topic. An appeal of the slide determined it was a violation of the Utley rule, hence interference was called. Game over, 
Rangers lost. If this doesn't go overtime, I'll be shocked. There's, we got a lot to unpack on this one. Uh, Ray, why don't you bat that leadoff here? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, pass to Coach Al because I actually didn't see the play, so I'm kind. Once of... Once again, uh, you're unprepared. Yeah, I am unprepared. Yeah, don't give us an injury report, Al. Go I'm ahead. not going to give you an injury report, right. but. Ray just passed it to me, and I haven't seen the play either. Oh, so God. I know you're the man behind this play. <laughs> Chuck's foaming. So, Wait, Chuck's actually right back at you, big Wait guy. Wait a minute, Chuck's actually foaming at the mouth. <laughs> right, yeah, and yeah. he's got 14 pages of stats. Nice try, Chuck. But it's so back to let's you. go to Chuck from Cherry Hill <laughs> once again. Our podcast crew comes. Wait, 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 what's what's the uh, what, what do you call him? Chuck from Cherry Hill. Yeah, that's Chuck from Cherry Hill with his computer. From Chuck from Cherry Hill with his computer. What's the Computer say, Chuck. Today, Howard just referred to me as, well, Chuck said. So, you know, I'm getting some yeah, gravitas, nice. gravitas. God, these guys should go out. Yeah, you know, the Outley rule, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Pete Rose, Harrelson, uh, McCray before that used to bury people like he was a football player. You see some of his best hits. You know, I think the whole thing's a joke. I mean, first of all, Chase Utley buried Tejada. Uh, I think it was uh, game two, uh, October 11th, something like that. Um, and Tejada had his back to Utley. Uh, you never want to be taking a double play with your back to the runner, right? Agreed. Expose yourself, okay? Right. You're not going to jump out of harm's way with your back to the runner. Utley took advantage of that and maybe went a, a tad too far. Uh, certainly didn't mean to break his leg. There's an overreaction to the whole thing. you got to be able to go in hard to second base. It's part of turning the double play is for the runner – to protect against the double play, but make it legal and certainly not willful to do anything that, to damage or hurt. And that's in the, in, the, in the judgment of the umpires. What happened the other night, the play we referred to with the Rangers, was a complete joke. That was just a hard slide. That's all it was. He did not go through with the intent to knock him you know, back. Um, it, it was just an overreaction, in my opinion. You can't... And that decides the game. So we didn't tell the whole story. So on the relay, it gets past the first baseman into the dugout, and they could have won the game and not the appealed game's over. Well, I would. I just want to say this. If second baseman didn't expect to get hit on a double play, why, when you take infield all the way from Little League through college, yeah. why do they do the hop after they turn yeah, two? Because yeah, yeah. they know someone's yeah. coming to barrel in on them. Yeah, as if the game's not tough enough, run production-wise. Let's make sure we didn't go near the shortstop or second baseman trying to attempt a double play. God, can you imagine if Ty Cobb played in today's yeah, era? Well, by the They'd way, have shot check, him. Check out McCray, his best hits going into second, where he's, st- he's completely upright and yep. tucks his shoulder and knocks a guy 25 feet back into the outfield. Brutal. I used to break up too hard. Me too. Always. And catchers, I used to love running over catchers, man. It's been men's softball. Yeah. yeah. That's why I can't walk today. When Very you're playing nice. against Utley, you know he's coming 100% everything he does. Every he does so right? you got to treat him coming in a tiny bit different than somebody else. Yeah, because he plays right. Plays hard. Absolutely. Rose, Ditto Rose, and a bunch of other guys like them. God, he, he just – oh, God, Rose. And that was an all-star game. Oh, God. Um, Major League Baseball Week 1 stats show strikeouts per team per game are identical at 8.7 Ks per team. Home runs almost identical at one per team. However, huge drop in runs scored per game per team at 4.2. At 8.4 total, down from 4.7 per team and 9.3 total. Guys, we're. Uh, what do we think about that? Well, and also, real quick, yeah. batting averages. Right. Batting averages took a drop, fourteen points from two forty four to two thirty. Just a lot of other stats. Uh, sluggings down from four eleven to three. Up from. I'm sorry. Up from four eleven to three eighty one. Um, but on base has dropped from uh, not much <laughs> three seventeen to three ten. With the stats, right? You debacle. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll clean right up here. Go ahead. <laughs> on base drop, 317 to 310. Not yes. much. Slug, 411 to 381. That's eh. a lot. Yeah. OPS, 748 to 692. Yeah. Now, we realize this is seven, eight games. I've found in uh, previous years 
that the early stats league wise gel they they hold for there's really right down you got a lot of hitters batting their weight okay every year you have through april guys batting over 98 that happens every year yeah. not more so this it's year. cold out but if it's not the shifts and i think chad you've got something to say about the shifts I'm going to absolutely detonate shifts, but Uh-oh. it's not going to be on today's show. Oh, that's going to be a whole another special. I may need my own episode for that one. Yeah. Oh. When that time yeah. comes, yeah, I will detonate your, anyone thinking shifts is going to make a big deal in this game once they ban it. That's that, your hot that, button. That is hot. Are it you, is. Are you waist deep in your shift research? I'm ready to write a thesis on it. Wow. I have a feeling wow. if you're the producer also that week, we might go way over the two and a half minutes. I'll be mark. using about six overtimes. Okay. Absolutely. Well, can you just give us a little prelude as to what we're going to be hearing about the, uh, mi- the misconception? I'm going to give a, a real quick summary here. And the, the, the data is showing right now that as many hits are being saved from the shift, as many are given up. Think last week, the other day, Didi put a uh, bunt down. I think it was third base line, beat the shift. Even more more common example, perhaps, is players don't bunt today. I think it was Gene Segura a few days ago hit a little dribbler. What would have been a routine play for a second baseman charging in and said second baseman was back, he couldn't get there. First base had to go two forward to his right, couldn't get there. Pitcher couldn't get there. What do you know, infield base hit. Nine, nine times out of ten, no shift. That's an out. It's an out, and it's a hit. And you got a hit from it. Yeah, but is we're that, seeing a lot of that. Is that the anomaly you're saying? No, it's not the anomaly. It's not. It's what. It, it, all right. So let me just set the table for next week. Major League Baseball publishes, and we think we covered it last week, that the batting averages with lefties, not strikeouts now, balls in play, are down from 256 45 years ago to like 220 something now. Uh, because of the shift. And what you're saying is Major League Baseball is getting people to believe that when they eliminate the shifts, there'll be more run production, and you're saying that's utter nonsense next week. I, I It is. And the only thing I'll add to wow. it is this. Look, do I have the researching capabilities of MLB Baseball? No. I find what I find online for credible sources, and, yeah, I hope those statistics are accurate. I don't have the MLB Baseball database to go and test every one of them. But the data I'm finding on the shifts, and I've done it from a few different sources and compiled it, it's showing that the batting average is with shifts on and with shifts off is nearly identical. And that's what I'm going to hang my hat on at the end of the day right now. And we're and then I'm looking at some of the double A stuff I saw last year. So, look, I'll have a whole thing on this, and we'll dive in. It'll be a long topic. So then the culprit is the better pitching. Is killing, that and is strikeouts killing, are way up well, because better, of the better, better pitching. pitching. Yeah, strikeouts yeah. are way up. It could be a launch angle factor. A, bit, a couple things going on here for sure. Well, you guys all know I've been on that from day one for you know five years. Al's heard me say that. Right? Oh, yeah. How are we going to control the better pitching each year, man? Because they locate like crazy. Plus, they're 98. <laughs> Try hitting that. Try hitting <laughs> it. Well, we have some Penn State news, guys, and then this is just yeah, this is bad. This is insane, uh, really bad. So let let me uh, let's make sure we keep this uh, topical and absolutely. But let's let's get into it a little bit. Yes. Um, so there's a, a linebacker from Penn State, uh, Hodney, uh, who who's just not not a not a good guy. He did a lot of things, including putting an ad in the school newspaper for a female roommate. Um, and then when she went grocery shopping and came back, uh, the lights were off and didn't work. And he put his hands over her mouth and a knife to her throat and told her he was going to rape her. Um, and he would brag about it on campus guys, but, but, but it gets worse because, uh, Joe Pa, the, uh, loved Joe Paterno, knew about it. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Um, he told the team that <clears throat> Hodney was guilty, and if anybody uh, spoke favorably about the guy in court, they would be kicked off the team. Um, and one player actually testified against Hodney, and he was kicked off the team anyway. Um, one victim received a call from Paterno not long after she was raped, and, and Joe Pa asked if she was okay. Paterno, I mean, it was amazing. He could do whatever he wanted 
at Penn State. I mean, we're well, you know, allegedly, let's, allegedly, let's, we're, let's we're, go, we're learning. Let's give up our source here, uh, just to lend a little clarity. It was ESPN published investigation report on late Penn State linebacker um, serial rapist, they say, and there's a long article. Well, uh, we read the article. That's right. Interpreted the article and just presented facts or from the article, right? That's, uh, that's what we're doing here. There's a couple more things before we uh, discuss this. Um, he went on and raped several more women when he returned to his home in, in, in Long Island. Uh, there was a taxi driver, okay? I mean, this guy, all he wanted to do was just rob yeah. someone. And so that, he called for a taxi, got in the back seat, Chuck, and yeah. choked the driver. Breaks his neck. Until he broke his neck. And, and one last thing. Um, just the extent of, of how many brutal assaults this guy committed on campus and at home was was amazing this big strong you know football player and women didn't have a shot against him and i think he's the worst human that we could ever talk about so let's talk about him. yeah and how much allegedly did paterna know and turn a blind eye uh this dovetail directly to Sandusky, of course. Absolutely. It just makes you step back and say, holy cow. What's you know, going on? That's culture. one program, yeah, uh, I mean, Chuck, out of hundreds. Yeah. And one program. And they're supposed to have one of the cleaner Yo, programs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, it, it, and who would think? I mean, does anyone here actually think that Joe Paterno didn't know one thing? thing that didn't happen at Penn State. Well, I saw him in, in, in Sandusky at dinner uh, well after the time frame of, of problems um, down in um, Sea Isle and um, went over and said hello. And to, like to date that, it was after the Sandusky or during. But, you know, if you look at the dates towards the end of that time frame, and Sandusky was there with yeah, Joe Paterno? Yeah, and so, uh, listen, you you knew he knew a lot and and enough to to stop it uh, and do the right thing. And the football program was more important. And Clearly. And does it make Penn State unique? No, um, no, but please. But what a wake-up call <laughs> to modern civilization. The, like, you got to be kidding me. If, if the, you the, would look in, go ahead, John. Just the absolute horror in trying to think, what if Joe Paterno did the right thing? Sure. How many women's lives may have been changed? How, what would yeah. this taxi driver not have had his neck broken? I mean, what the power at the top that he could have shut this thing down if he knew about it, allegedly knew about it, and I believe he did based on what we saw in the other with the other facts going on with him. Yeah. I believe he knew about it, and he didn't shut it down. And now how how much more blood is on this guy's hands here for, for what he didn't do? And that's what's horrifying to think about. It really is. It is, and you'll get people that will protect this guy yep. and yep. will want statues put up of this guy. And brought back now, the ones that were removed, brought and, and back. And I will, I will say this. I cannot think of two worse things that a human could do to another human yeah. than to rape a woman and to violate a child's yeah. innocence. Right. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, pedophiles just And I yeah. I would wish I could have five minutes yeah. with Sandusky and you know, to this we, day. We debated whether or not we were going to, you know, bring this subject up um under hot topics, but it was out there last week late. Right. And it became real hot real quick. And um so if the if the show is going to be objective and and present you know hot topics it's we we presented it yep all right glad that one yeah over. glad to hear the buzzer that's yep. right guys some insane numbers put up uh in major league baseball let me start with this ray what's that i want this one i want all to start all right hold on because ray ray's about to screw the numbers I, up anyway i, I am so. going to screw them up but let me just give you the names <laughs> texas rangers <laughs> yeah. catcher jonah heim and stephen Kahn of the guardians go ahead i love this guy from the guardians okay I hate the Guardians <laughs> name but go ahead if you look at what he's done to start off this season it's absolutely insane it took him 116 pitches 
I don't believe that. Swing and miss this year. The most by any player. You check that out. Start his career since 2000. And you watched all those pitches, didn't you? Every (laughs) single one, right? No, Chuck did. Go ahead. 19 times he reached base in his first six career games. I believe that's second most all time since the start of the 20th century here. This guy is such a skilled contact hitter. And do you know why? Why? This is fascinating. Someone said to him, why are you so good at making contact in a league dominated by strikeouts? He said, growing up, if I struck out, I would cry. He does not want to strike out. I, he would cry growing up, and now he doesn't miss. It's unbelievable. I struck Where's out, this guy uh, going to go? My senior year of high school, I struck out one time. Three of and, my and it's, it's Three. You, all you against, struck out three times? All against Teddy Frett. Same really? pitcher for Woodrow Wilson. Lefty. Very nice. Three times, all same pitcher. Junk. Really? Junk. Yep. Fred Frett's son. Junk. No kidding. You know what I did the third time up after you threw me two pitches? Popped up. No, I gave the bat to the umpire. I knew the, <laughs> <laughs> I knew the umpire, Hank. Now, Chuck, did you cry? <laughs> you look like a crybaby, did you? <laughs> Come on, did you, Chuck, you big crybaby? There were tears of joy <laughs> when the game was over. Speaking of our boy, boy Heine, whatever his name is there, uh, John Heine, but you guys got to take it easy, man, on these names. I know, this is awful. <laughs> right, Five, this, this guy where, do, may, wait, where did Chad go? Yeah, this guy may not strike out. <clears throat> where did However, Chad go? He, yeah, he, he batted. 211 in 20 uh, and 196 yeah, these, in 21. These are, these are so this, one-hit wonders, this is This is a total fluke. So what we're going to do for fun, I just want to get to the minors a little bit because nobody else did the research, of course. No. Yeah, he didn't hit much there either. We were busy yeah, going out and having I, fun. I got you. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to set right now the over-under on what he's going to bat for the year He's currently batting 545, which is a joke. I'll set the over-under at 245. You could bat leadoff Chad as you did throughout your career. I'll say under. Under I think he had like 13 plate appearances. We're looking, yeah. It's fun looking at the hot start. Coach Al? It's under the Mendoza line. Yes. I set it. I'm under it. It's right? a new song from your favorite uh, t- your favorite group. Batting fourth, right? Big Al and the Hall of Famers. Yep. And I, yes. I want to I make a bit under? of another. Can you say under or over? That's what we're doing, right? Oh, God. Under, of course. Okay. So I, I set the, Oh, sorry. wait. You all said under? I got to be the opposite. Well, I I'll set, say I, over. I set the bar wrong. I should have <laughs> yes. said 225, apparently. Yeah. Correct. I'll yeah, say 260. 260? Sure. I'll, I'll just go. I'll go under still. Yeah, yeah he's still yeah. under. It's, you're under 200. Okay. All right, I'm here gonna, we. I'm gonna say one thing here, right? I think the Guardians. I like. I like the name, by the way. I, I think the it. Guardians. Oh, I God. think they're gonna be a Guardians. better team than people think, especially if guys, this guy uh, Stephen Kwan here can really step up and he, hit. He won't. He's they done. have some insane power in that lineup. Do they really be- do. You know what a better name is? What? Coach Allen, the Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah Coach Allen, the Hall of Famers. <laughs> that's that a nice a, ring. To it, it does, right? doesn't it? Yeah. It's very smooth. Because there's been several Hall of Fames, not just one, Al. Coach, <laughs> right? God. Okay, here we go. Angry caller, Bob. Hello, Bob. On WIP. So he called out uh, yeah. Chuck Schwarber points. Now, Chuck yeah. uh, from Cherry Hill went on and just destroyed the show. And uh, with, you know, stats to back it up. And uh, he got a call from Bob. Yeah. Who said that he didn't like adding to the Simmons news. Yeah, right. He was upset about that. Sorry that I know people in New York, Bob. I'll try. I'll, <laughs> I'm, hold on right now, Bob. I'm texting him. Actually. Hold on. Let me. Can I have a minute, Chad? Go ahead. Dear Bob, uh, I won't talk or associate or be seen with any of my New York buddies ever again. You're welcome. There yeah. you go. So what we did with Angela, we had a little fun yesterday. I called up and said, to tell the truth, who am I? And I rattled through uh, Schwerber's career numbers, batting 191 in the ninth inning, 191 against the Braves, 210 against lefties, so on and so forth, and they get worse. There, there are nine data sets, and they were horrendous. And then I said, he, and he strikes out over 30% of the time and can't catch a cold on a bad day. Uh, and Angelo jumped in and said, he better not be playing for our Phillies. I said, Angelo, how about, <laughs> how about batting leadoff? Oh, no. You know, so it was a good call. We had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, and Bob came in hot. I also mentioned that I heard from some of my New York friends that hang out at some of the same places where, believe it or not, the, the Nets do go out and 
socialize now and then, right? Sure. And a couple of high-profile people know him and see him, and that the players on the Nets are getting very frustrated with Simmons, and I was told more than I could repeat on the radio. Uh, but one of the things I repeated is they said, you know, hey, you know, do something new in your life. And, and, and then the guy said, well, that was in the news today. One of the newspapers, oh, I'm sorry I didn't read, read all 25 yeah. major newspapers <laughs> in the eastern region, Bob. But uh, so, anyway. so, so let me add to this. Obviously, we don't know who Bob is. We invited him to the podcast, the, the purpose of this show is to talk about the things we're hearing that aren't right. And in that regard... Bob, we want to have you on the show. We want to talk about this perception. If you're out there, Bob. I'll pick you up, Bob. Look, right. we're, we're speaking and of. Chuck's new Lexus. Speaking <laughs> of sportspod at gmail.com. We got an email now, guys. Truck. Shoot me an email. We want to get you on and feel this out because we want to know why do people feel this way? I think Bob said that Schwarber was the best leadoff hitter in baseball last year. Last year. Now, just yeah. one quick thing, while that's not even possible, Yeah, Schwarber last year batted leadoff in 27 games. How about that sample Out test, of a 162-game yeah. season. There were like 55 other guys or something that batted leadoff more than him. <laughs> but this is why we have the, the show. show. Right, we want to know, Bob, right. why do you feel that way? Right. What did you see? Right. And we're going to talk about that right. so we can spread awareness here for this yep. thing. And Dennis from Mount Laurel, we want you two who calls every week to defrock Harper. And heretofore, Dennis from Mount Laurel has said almost every week that, well, the guy can't be MVP, Howard, because he had one good month. Yeah, Dennis. And guess what? Go defrock yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to uh, have focus with callers. I, that's not something I do. But after hearing that enough times, right. I called Howard and said, Howard, can we just clarify this? The guy had four outstanding months, and he came out against a little bit weak. And Dennis, I hope you're listening. So he calls this morning, brings up Harper, and says, he didn't hit till July 15th. I have it written down here. So right away I text Chad. I said, I know he's wrong, but I need the exact number. So we don't make the same mistake everybody else is making on, on the radio. Right. A lot of people are making. Chad texted me 292 in June. I tell that to Howard today. Howard says, yeah, I, I thought he had, he had a good June. So Dennis from Mount Laurel, you two are invited on the show. That's two people. Now, we are going to call you out each week. That's what the show is about. That is the model of the show. We didn't do that a lot last week. We'll do more of that each week as we develop a genesis of these calls. We're giving you a break, but we're putting a warning out there, and it, and it goes to the media guys. Angelo said last week, hey, Chuck, I don't, I like, don't know if I like I that. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> I'm going to have our attorney said to cease and desist. And then he said, no, Chuck, you know what? It, you can do it. You can express now, whatever opinion you want. So, let, let was me, that genesis with Phil Collins, Chuck? <laughs> was, let no, me just oh, add, oh, add one more thing here. Sure. Obviously, the whole goal of what we want, because look at today's episode, we're beating up on Schwarber. All we want, though, is the Phillies, the Eagles, whatever we're talking about, Sixers, even the Flyers. My God. All we want is a Phillies city that is winning. We want to have the best chance to win possible. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring this awareness here, because if the whole city yeah, it's Buffalo. is saying, look, right. Schwarber so can't we, bat lead off, maybe something happens. No, no, no. So, Chad, maybe are you saying no, that's a great point here. We want to see this team win. I'm not talking daddy ball. Abs that's right. Uh, that's all we want. <laughs> no, that is a great point. We're trying to spread we positive awareness. We, we want the truth. I want the truth. Tell me, Ray. <laughs> can you handle the truth? Can you handle no, the truth? You we, can we handle the truth. We want to develop truth. awareness so the fan, you know the fans have made changes in other sports. Yes. And some GMs will come on. I pissed Ruben Amaro off. Oh, yeah, my friend, he said to me. And Dennis, this is Alan from Belmar to, speaking to Dennis of Mount Laurel. Yeah. I agree with now, this 100%. I just want to let these guys know what's in it for them. Yes. If somebody listening to our podcast, we got the, like 400 listeners for week one, which is actually pretty darn good. Yeah. If somebody listening knows how to get a hold of these guys, you will get a $100 gift certificate to uh, any place you want to eat. Restaurant of your Restaurant choice. Restaurant of your choice, okay. Uh, we will reward you for helping us connect with those uh, chosen few. You know who those uh, gift certificates were brought to you by? 
Grimly Financial for all your collection needs. It's Grimly Financial and Chuck and Chad <laughs> Grimly. Hey, we had some uh, questions this uh, week. People yes, we did. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, oh, I just uh, got to uh, say, uh, those uh, gift certificates uh, would be a first-come, 1st first serve basis here. Yes. We're not going to have 40 people <laughs> yeah. give us Bob's number, and we're putting out 40 gift certificates. It's a first-come, 1st first serve basis, that's people. Right. Speaking of sportspod at Gmail, that's where it's at. Can yes. we get to our three right, questions? We have a couple yes. questions and the Before show here. Time. Yeah, can we get I'm to the sorry. questions? Sorry we're having fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where we're starting here. What do we want to start with? There's a couple questions that uh, that have been coming through, and yeah, we got some uh, listener. First of all, thank you for listening for week one. The ratings were great. Uh, listener questions. Uh, Sarah from Cherry Hill, do you guys like female sports? Explain each of your favorites. And Ray wants a bat lead off. You were. I'm going to bat lead off here. He doesn't look like a, a lead off hitter, does he? I, I actually <laughs> batted second my whole career, but I was a 260 pound number Could you two hit hitter. behind a runner? No, I hit over the runner. Oh, all right, all right. All <laughs> but right. no, seriously, I take this. Trouble. I take this topic very seriously because, um, well, you guys are coaches of female sports so i'm gonna lead off obviously yep. you guys love female sports but i got into uh so the answer is yes i'm on the school board back where i live uh we're actually building a turf field not for the football team next week it's Whoa. actually going in for Whoa. uh field hockey Good. as you know all division one field hockey teams had to have uh, artificial turf I, I believe a few years back because uh, when I was at Ryder, we had to get artificial turf. But, yes, we're putting an artificial turf in for um, girls' soccer, uh, field hockey. Uh, we're building a, a giant uh, clubhouse for the girls that the same one like the football team has. So cool. we're, we're, we're going to be Title IX compliant. Personally, I love UConn women's basketball for years. I met Gino two years ago, and out of I've met everyone from – the biggest celebrity to the biggest, you know, athlete. And, and to me, Gino Oriema was probably one of my best things, uh, best people I can meet. Also, I love women's softball. Oh, and God. I would go – when I do go back to Nothing coach, like it, it. it'll be women – it'll be girls softball, high school level, because um, in college, I mean, of course, it's easy to get into, the you know, Oklahoma softball because they're number one every year, but – I got into Oklahoma softball and the Olympic softball before they took it back, you know, took it out of the Olympics and put it back. So the short answer is, yes, I love uh, women's sports. And I get a lot of flack for liking UConn basketball mm -hmm. from a lot of people. You do. I, I do. Yeah. A lot of people. Oh, Gino wins because he gets the best players. Yeah. It's a joke. Uh, it's not the same as men. On and on and on, and they're just so wrong. These athletes, I won't even call them girls because they are athletes. We yeah. sat courtside when uh, UConn came and played Temple. Temple's in, the, in their conference. And, and you marvel at, at these women, how amazing they are as athletes. It's just unreal. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's as, a, I have to say. as a father of twin girls, we started out early. I'm not going to go through the, the legacy and the history, but, you know, the, I got a chance to – the highlight of my – coaching career with with my 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 girls uh the twins was not the championships we won as a travel team at south jersey a speed and we had a lot of speed uh al coached with with the south jersey speed uh, we had big championships norristown uh allentown u23 tournaments play lafayette villanova some really big titles the highlight of my coaching career was the amazing experience of coaching my daughters in in high school uh, senior year at Marion Mercy, every day I go back there and sit at the field, a uh, little crazy, right? And I reminisce. Uh, and then my daughter, Kristen, had five concussions start at the uh, club softball at St. Joe's. We end up with an out-large bid to the World Series. We get a police escort to Pittsburgh. We beat number four team in the country. We beat Navy. It was experiences that I can't articulate. It was unbelievable. Watching... The kids play how good they were. Right. I had a catcher, uh, and I'm happy a chance to mention her name, Lisa Koskaleski. This kid went to Cherry Hill West. Coach Al knows what I'm talking about. I once got on an umpire up at uh, Allentown, U U23, but we were like 26. It's actually any age. They call it U23. <clears throat> I was on the left-hand side, third base, working the umpire. Uh, he was missing the black on, on the left side, and she shot me a look, and I knew what she meant. 
Yeah. In between innings, she walks over there. Go, been, go we, take my bag. We've yeah. been together for 15 years. And she loves me. I love her. She says, Coach, I got this. She goes, I'll work the ump. I know how to do it. Don't don't piss them off. I got this. I mean, and throwing runners out at second, picking runners off at first. I mean, the skill sets, uh, how good they are. If you watch the college girls softball, oh, yeah. watch you'll this see this one thing you don't see in pro baseball. Now, you can't make too many analogies like that and say, is a female sport tougher? I challenge you to think about that. But the girls are now throwing, the ladies are now throwing – 74 miles an hour, my which God. translates 95. to 104. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, my you God. Can't, the pros are getting struck well, I'll, out I'll by the girls. I'll put it to you this way. You cannot, not only can you not bobble a ball no, in no. women's softball, to, to you play. can't even look at the ball. No, you can't. I no. mean, these guys in the major leagues are tapping two, three times. It's two, six to first base. It's, it's two, insane six. It's how they, yep. it, it almost looks like it doesn't hit their glove and the ball's going the first. But what I had an ex, uh, ex-legendary football coach from my town that is now coaching high school uh, softball with his wife, and I asked him about it because I said, you know, I'd like to come back and coach softball. And he said, Ray, I'm going to tell you the difference because he coached uh, uh, men and, and, and boys, little league up to high school. He said, when you tell a girl something, they do it. Yeah, they do it. And they they will run. Th- no, 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 I'm not saying there's not guys. I know that you're going to say they'll run through a wall that'll for run you, through and a they wall. will. But Been there. the girls will run through a wall for you more often than the guys will, especially today's day. Next question, Mark from Belmar. Does your podcast crew ever plan to discuss technical analytics, <laughs> terms, uh Chad, take your, he thinks Mark uh, thinks our audience. What do you think we do? That's <laughs> yeah. uh, all we do. I, I will start and say if anyone's looking for us to get more technically detailed than we currently Chuck's are, Chuck's head will explode. <laughs> <laughs> look, um, I get no sleep. Yeah. To be right. honest, look, that's probably not happening. There's only so much we can say on this, considering this is a podcast, and you guys don't see the stats we have in front of us at all times. Now, I'll say we're going to work around that a little bit. What we're going to start doing soon is say, hey, look, we got something really, really advanced here. We want to, we want you guys to follow along. We're going to post it on our website as Perfect. the show's going up so Good you can point. see it. Because when I do this stuff on shifts next week, whenever we do it, uh, it is complex. It's too many numbers for me to just rattle out here and someone's sitting in their car. It's too hard to follow along. So we're going to have them on our website so you can see them at your convenience. Go back and review them. So that's what we're going to be doing. But other than that, live on the show, it's not going to get much deeper than we currently are doing right now. What what they don't see is Chuck texted me at (laughs) 4 in the morning. Let's about let's something, and, and I ran, replied to and him. You replied. I was wide. I and said, he I'm was awake. You figure it out, folks. <laughs> I said there you four, go. I said a four in the morning. Next question. I know, right? Let's not talk I, I just, about my my yeah, my bedroom habits. I just want to give Mark one here. That at some point, stuff like OPS plus, which is not very uh, advanced, we will talk about. It's a way of balancing out deficiencies that hitters are up against, like. Big ballpark, stuff like that. And then we're also going to get into the uh, uh, WCARGTV. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that, when that, Chuck and Ray go to bed. <laughs> and we're going to have that stat uh, So uh, I think Coach Al's ready for this one. Yes. Uh, Jim from Morristown says, was it fun working with Mitch Williams? Will he be back? Uh, I'm sorry, that's Ray. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's Ray. <laughs> Whoa, don't throw anything at me now, Chuck. <laughs> I'm Ray. Um <laughs> Yeah, tr- uh, yes, he'll he'll be calling in. I, I believe he, he might be doing his own show, but um, he'll be calling in. He's busy with his son, who's, who's a major league prospect. What a man, and, what a prospect. Also a stud in football. Who? Mm-hmm. Uh, signed with Rhode Island for football, but I personally don't think he's going to see the football field because he's probably going to get drafted. Right. High. Um, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch had a lot of passion, you know, especially when he discussed his uh, dislike. For the major league uh, commissioner. commissioner, oh boy, um, yeah. he he was fun to work with. Um, you know, we no regrets. Wish him, we a... wish him nothing but luck. And, yeah. and uh, you know, when he asked me to do the show with him, you know, we had a, a bunch of guys try out, and you know, I felt honored, and it was it was like my first big uh, podcast that I did. So we put a invite to Mitch to come on as a guest. He accepted it. Yeah, uh, we just decided against guests until we get a little bit of gravitas. And yeah. Establish the shows. Uh, Larry Bow is going to be on. Bow will be on. We got a couple others. It's going to be uh, what we found with the guests was when you try to keep the podcast model to an hour, 
Uh, mm-hmm. We had Bo on last year that ran to a half hour because yeah. he was so good. Yeah, it and was. And then we couldn't cover the topics. Yep. Uh, and we're against going past an hour, which means we probably got to go to rant, buddy, right? Yeah, let's rant. I'll let's start rant. here real quick. And by the way, you could pass on rant. If you don't have a rant, don't, I have a brief don't rant. Make one up. Now, don't we, make one up. We, 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 we touched on it so many times already today, but my rant has to be Schwarber at the top of this lineup. I can't I can't watch it. It's It's so bad. It is so, so bad. It really can't be understated what Girardi's doing to this lineup right now. Look no further than, the, than Girardi for the Phillies for him costing the Phillies wins this year with this lineup construction. It's terrible. It has to change. Or the Phillies may not get out of last place with this powerful lineup. People said the most powerful lineup they've ever had, I've heard, going into the season. Not the way it's set right now. Not when your leadoff hitter strikes out 30% of the time, one of the worst in baseball history. Something has to change. I'm not, and I'm not hitting Schwarber. I like him. You got to use him right, though. He needs to be utilized right, and he can be a force in this lineup, and it's not at the top. My rant and the same thing is what Doc Rivers did this this week at uh, a couple of things with the press. He downgraded them so bad, saying, I'm going to go slow for you. Now this and that, and that, and oh, because kid uh, Reed played really well. And he says, oh, yes, yes, we're going to have a Hall of Fame for Reed soon. And then he made the statement, which is totally wrong. He said, well, it depends if they, meaning Toronto Raptors, play their big lineup or small lineup. They don't have a big lineup. They have Siakam at like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so the point being, he's doubting people's intelligence and really busting them. And very established sports writers trying to ask a legitimate question, and he... Yeah, I'll dovetail very nicely with Girardi. I mean, he does the same thing with a different code. Um, And I know we can't have expectations that the coaches, managers are going to be 100% transparent with his post-games. But the way Girardi says everything's going to be fine, Ruben Amaro, now you understand it's just early. Ruben, it's early for everybody, including the team that just beat you. You know, everybody's going to be fine. I've got to tell you something. The way Amaro displays his patience with everything, Ray, I think that's what hurt the Phillies when he was GM. I, I think that he was always in these meetings going, we're going to be fine. We don't right. – this, you know, group that won a World Series will win more. We're, we're fine just the way we are. Mm. One thing went wrong or we would have been. There are things you have to react to, like Girardi right now getting Schwarber out of the, 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 the leadoff spot. Give the team a chance to build from the top. Lineup construction is absolutely paramount to winning. You have to construct. You know, I, Dusty Baker, my my, uh, my my gripe with him with, at, at Washington was he had Harper batting fifth. You know, right, when he was batting like four twenty six early in the season, batting fifth. Yeah. I mean, Girardi, come on, wake up, my man. Don't don't lie to us in the in the presser uh, and codify things. You know, speak the truth and say, yeah, right now, Squibber's, he's struggling. Uh, we're going to drop him down. All right, here we go. Uh, and, and and Chuck and Chad will remember this because uh, Mitch was furiated last year. Remember when the Phillies started off to get out of the gate, four-game winning streak, and they sat real muto yeah, and started I losing? Could, yeah. Same thing this year, this but, year, but that's not my rant. He did the same thing, very predictable. Real quick about the Sixers, guys. Um, they, they start the playoffs tonight. I think that the Sixers will come out of the first round. I have them losing in the uh, league championship series. Uh, I'm going to have to go against the grain here as Chuck's throwing uh, bottles at me that um, Harden will wake up and uh, he will produce. And I think this that, uh, like I said, the Sixers uh, will come out of this. No one's given them a shot to win this uh, this playoff series, the first round. Um, but I, I am, and I will say that they will be in the championship series, which they will lose, and uh, Doc Rivers will go to the Lakers. But, who guys. Do you, who do you have them playing in the championship series? I have them playing. Nobody. You haven't thought about it. I did. Nets? Don't say Nets. They won't beat Celtics. Celtics. Mm. That's who I got them playing the Celtics. Celtics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, let's go. Let's no go heat. Let's no see Milwaukee. it happen. That will, and it's, I'll tell you what, I really think that 
Harden's going to wake up, and I really think you're going to see a totally different. Not saying the fact that he doesn't wake up in postseason his whole career. His stats Absolutely. get worse. Because he's, he's never gotten tortured like he's getting tortured right. in Philly. Well, right the good now. news is you've been wrong. And before. I, I want, I am, and I want to. And the, now you guys see, and 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 everyone out there in in, in Radio Land see what players truly believe about playing in Philly. When Alec Bohm was caught saying, "I hate this effing place," okay, that's what players, and you wonder why you know a lot of big guys don't come here. That's why, fans, that's how your players truly feel about playing here. Ooh. And I bet you – oh, it is. It is because let me tell you something. That was such a beautiful, brutally honest moment that got captured in sports. And, <laughs> he, and then he had to go back and apologize You're for being it. very liberal with beautiful. Uh, well, <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah, yeah. Right I get no respect <laughs> over here, okay? Do yeah. more. Do more. Yeah. My wife wanted to go somewhere for a uh, honeymoon and she's never been. I took her to the kitchen. Yeah, right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we got to get the hell so, out of Chad's got yep. a softball game. I'm looking Chad's for got Bring it home, Ray. Bring it home. We, we Bring it home, baby. We'll see everybody next week on Speaking. Of sports, you got SOS, baby. Happy weekend, Check us happy out. Easter, happy Passover, Happy man. Easter, guys. Check us out on uh, social speaking, media. Speakingofsportspod.com. That's your job. Roll it.